My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you're not the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight, who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all gotta start, start appreciating. And you gotta stop disrespecting this man. You're what it do, baby. It is Friday. Y'all know what the vibes is. John Wall's a weirdo. That's basically my opening statement of this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Private Six Podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride, the ugliest motherfucker on the internet to talk shit about your favorite team. We got a packed show in store for you guys today. Um, after being bothered, hounded, har- uh, harassed, as the children say, um, my top 10. Wow. Kyler's overrated and overpaid. Damn. Yuki straight up with the bangers. Um, new helmets are dope. Yes, they are. Look, we'll get into Kyler Murray getting paid, and that will also segue into me dropping my top 10 quarterbacks in the league. It's a uh, I actually made a list, and as we get closer to the season, I will be dropping each roster or each position my top 10 players. So, yell at me, call me a piece of shit, do whatever you want. Before that, it's the end of an era. Earlier today, um, the the big dub, WWE, they announced that tra- Triple H is going to resume his executive position as executive vice president of talent relations, effective immediately. Basically, he's, you know, doing what John Laurinaitis was doing, you know, before he, him and Vince, you know, did their thing. Mere hours later, and I mean this, mere hours later, Vince went on Twitter uh, to, in essence, say that he's done, that he retired. Uh, he made a statement. Oh, well, you know, originally he tweeted something. It was obviously he says it's Twitter. Um, you know, you can't. It's kind of hard to do an entire statement on Twitter. Um, but he he just said something short, sweet on Twitter. Then later he came out. With an entire statement um, that he ended up kind of, you know, the company ended up letting him publish all that stuff. Um, So the tweet was, quote, at 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together, hashtag WWE, hashtag thankful. Then afterwards... His statement, and this is basically an exact uh, quote. Uh, so the statement that I'm saying, um, this is basically you know what he said. As I approach 77 years old, I feel like it's time for me to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. Throughout the years, it's been a privilege to help WWE bring you joy, inspire you, thrill you, surprise you, and always entertain you. 
I would like to thank my family for mightily contributing to our success. And I would also like to thank all of our past and present superstars and employees for their dedication and passion for our brand. Most importantly, I would like to thank our fans for allowing us to come into your homes every week and be and being your choice of entertainment. I hold the deepest appreciation and admiration for our generations of fans all over the world who have liked, currently like, and sometimes even love our form of sports entertainment. Our global audience can take comfort in knowing WWE will continue to entertain you with all the same fervor, dedication, and passion as always. I am extremely confident in the continued success of WWE, and I leave our company in the capable hands of an extraordinary group of superstars, employees, and executives. In particular, both chairwoman and co-CEO Stephanie McMahon and co-CEO Nick Khan. As the majority shareholder, I will continue to support WWE in any way I can. My personal thanks to our community, business partners, shareholders, and the board of directors for their guidance and support throughout the years. Then, now, together, forever. By the way, isn't it kind of funny how before it was just then, now, forever, and now Vince, after it came out that he was like, you know, in essence, being Dan Snyder and, um, you know, paying off women, all of a sudden, now it's, he kind of throws in together. It's hilarious. It's adorable. Um, uh, Yuki says, if your cubulus is on some bullshit and I see Kyler Lamar there, I'm be pissed. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm not surprised Vince Vitality probably did it because of this uh, scandal thing. And that's honestly what I think. I think, I, honestly, I don't take this serious at all. I think this is just a spectacle for him to kind of just right off into the sunset. He's going to disappear for a bit. So that way, if you look back at this time, you could just say, oh, yeah, he retired. Yuki says, I'm making 49er colored wings. I hope they're bad. Um, Michael Brooks said, how'd that song go? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Oh, that's fucked. But it, honestly, look, my thing is, and I might even try to be rude, right? But let's be honest, right? I'll, I, let me speak for myself. We've been asking Vince to step down in terms of the creative decisions for a while. By the way, Michael Bush said he's still going to be running shit. He's not, actually. I give it a month. I give it a month. I think I think he's 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 going, he's doing, he's gonna do it for a month. Then he's gonna come back. There's no way he's retiring. Like legitimate. I don't take this as legitimate re- re- retirement. I don't. And I and the reason why I say this is I think if this if these allegations didn't come up, would Vince McMahon have retired? And look how abrupt it is. Usually you got guys like you know Dave Meltzer. Um, you know, PW inside. They they usually you have some guys say, "Hey, look, you know, Vince is kind of contemplating retirement." All of this just came out of nowhere, and I think it's kind of ironic that he waited until Triple. It almost seems like he was waiting for Triple H to be reinstated back to his position as uh, executive VP of Talent Relations. It almost seems like he was waiting for Triple H to come back. And then as soon as he came back, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm retired now. That's what this honestly feels like, in all honesty. This doesn't, to me, doesn't seem like a legitimate retirement. It doesn't seem like he feels like he's, you know, I've been doing this for so long, and it's finally time for me to ride up to the sunset. 
Just give me no vibes, no inclinations of anything like that. This is just an old pervy fuck who got caught doing old pervy things and wants to be like, ooh, ooh. That, that's, what, that's what this honestly looks like to me. If I'm wrong, let me know. But, I mean, Vince Vince's plan was for him to die in Gorilla. If he could, if he could have his way, if he could have his way, he's dying with a headset on, with a mic, saying Roman, pin Brock, and then he just passes away right then and there. Um, I don't take this serious. Um, for all the people saying, "Oh, you know, this is kind of like the beginning of it," I I don't think. I think he comes back. I think where we are right now, what's going to happen is we now see what the future is post Vince McMahon. And when I say post Vince McMahon, it sucks to say that. I don't want to be this guy, but on the only way Vince McMahon will not be involved in, in WWE is when he passes away. That is going to be when he decides to be like, I'm done. And that's just because he's dead. That's the only reason, right? Like, the WWE is Vince's first book. That's 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 his. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of Vince's adult life, he spent working in WWE. Vince Sr., when he kind of was doing all that stuff, Vince was always there. So, he legitimately has been around this business and this company for almost, if not as long as he's been alive. So I don't think, this is not a situation, he's not going to go out easily. He's not. Imagine though. Imagine. See, see, this is how Deshaun Watson thought his situation was going to play out. We thought he'd be able to have something and have like some some kind of like secret trap card that he could pull up. Like Vince Vince retiring, this was if all else fails, bro, I'm gonna retire. That's what this is. This is if all else fails. All else has failed. He's retired. Give it two months, and then you're gonna hear his music. He's gonna come out. Ah, welcome. To episode arbitrary answer arbitrary number here. So he's gonna do. He's gonna go over on SmackDown. Welcome to SmackDown episode number enter arbitrary number here. So he's gonna do. What a time to be alive. I wish. I wish Vince was uh Vince Vince. Do your thing, Vince. Do your thing. Kyler Murray got paid um, five-year extension worth $230 million. What a time to be alive. Makes him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. His uh, annual average is about $46.1 million, which is second highest only behind... 
Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets paid $50.3 million per year. Watson has an average of $46 million. So Kyler Murray just barely edges Deshaun Watson. And Patrick Mahomes averages about $45 million per year. Um, and then the only deal in NFL history that has more guaranteed money than Murray's is, ironically, Deshaun Watson. Now, Let me let me let me say this. Let me say this. Um, he deserves it 110. Um, percent He is a legitimate quarterback. Um, I do like Kyler Murray. Um, I don't. A lot of people give him a bad rap. Um, because the thing is, is Kyler Murray is in an awkward situation. Right, like it's easy, and people don't realize this. It's easy to hate Kyler Murray. It's easy, right? Because think about it. Before getting Kyler Murray, they spent the number one overall pick on Josh Rosen, right? And a, the genuine feeling around the league is that Josh Rosen never, ever, ever got a fair shake. Now, whether or not you thought he was talented or not, that's up in the air. But he never really got a fair shake. Because four weeks in, they were already looking at Kyler, right? Cliff Kingsbury ends up getting Kyler. So it's almost as if they built everything for Kyler. Here's my rebuttal to the people who think like that. Isn't that the point? Aren't you supposed to get your franchise quarterback and build a situation that's perfect and ideal for your franchise quarterback? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Entice him to stay so you can build long-term around him? Whether that means getting him the head coach he wants, getting him the two receivers he wants, like, is it that the point? Uh, you says Kyler got overpaid. They paid a great value. Uh, pride, uh, babyface pride, look, uh, looking motherfucker who didn't do jack shit in a wild card round. Um, he was being a crybaby and deserves that money. Bullshit. Here's the thing, though. Tell the full story. Tell the full story. The Cardinals weren't healthy going in. Kyler tried. Now. There are some plays that Kyler sold. No debate. I'm not even going to argue with that. But if we're going to look at that one game, if we're going to look at that one game, and then try to pretend that that's how he's been the entire year, that is severely misinformed. He was a front runner of MVP for like six, seven weeks until he got hurt. He doesn't get hurt. He's probably winning the MVP Like, and and then, uh, by the way, Damien, what's up? He says, boo, who cares about Rosen? Get Cat back, Damien. I'm just saying, Damien, the only thing I'm saying is that was just some of the feeling, right? Like, a lot of people felt Kyler Murray, they hate Kyler Murray because they didn't give Josh Rosen an opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Um, he says, dude, no, a franchise quarterback needs to prove that he's that dude, and then you pay him. N- oh, no, that's not necessarily the case. Because Kyler Murray has proven I can hoop. He's proven I could ball. 
Kyler Murray has proven that. Kyler Murray has proven that. By your logic, then, the Chargers should not should not even be in the ballpark of considering of, of extending Justin Herbert. By your logic, by your logic, the New England Patriots should cut Mac Jones because of, of, of when the Bills dropped drop damn near 50 on our head. And Mac Jones couldn't keep up with him. We got to get rid of him then. Kyler Murray is showing you he could hoop or he could ball. He's showing you that. He's got solid decision-making. Can it get better? Yes, but it get, that gets better with experience. That gets better with years playing and seeing new schemes, new defensive schemes, and now getting accustomed to it. You think Tom Brady was breaking down plays as soon as he came into the league? Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees? No, that's just something that came along as time went on and they started seeing schemes and they started seeing different complex schemes. They started seeing, okay, last time they ran this, this that's it. That's it. And then Damon goes, yeah, Murray proved he's somewhat good, but that doesn't mean he's worth 23, uh, uh, 230 million. The dude almost won MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. Y'all got we gotta stop this false narrative that if a guy doesn't if he doesn't go flawless in the playoffs, he he doesn't deserve to get paid. Y'all gotta stop that narrative. Y'all gotta stop it. Cause I'm not gonna sit here. Kyler Murray did what he could. Did it work out in his favor? No, it didn't. But this is a kid who's still getting better. Again, for six, seven weeks, he was the favorite to win MVP. That, at the bare minimum, shows you kick a, kick a ball. The kick a ball. So it's like at some point, you need to understand this kid could hoop. He is worth that $230 million. He is worth it because he could hoop or he could ball. This year, you've seen him make, make line adjustments when he wants the line to shift over on one side. We, you've seen him do it. You've seen him do it. You've seen him call audibles. You've seen him now in spurts run the offense. You've seen him go throw the ball deeper this year. You've seen like like you're starting to see improvements. If you're you're seeing improvement, this isn't a this this kid hasn't plateaued. He hasn't plateaued. And by the way, before you say anything, so shit, why can't we get the to Lamar that Murray's getting? You want to know what the, you want to know the difference? Kyler Murray is getting better. He's getting better. That's the difference. That's the difference between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is getting better. He's getting better. He's reading defenses better. His accuracy, the way he throws the ball, his delivery, his running, everything is, he's, he's, he's starting to get better. He's getting more comfortable. That's what he's doing. He's getting better. That's why 
That's why when it comes to Kyler, that's why it's different when you compare Kyler, Kyler Murray to Lamar Jackson. Because if Kyler Murray can't run, what does he do? He can still throw the ball. You can't say the same about Lamar. Lamar is the same exact dude he came into the league. When you're in the league, when you're in the league nine, like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years, that's when you can plateau. It's fine because you can't keep getting you better, like, forever. You can't. You can't, you can't get better forever, right? Eventually, you got to plateau. Imagine plateauing before you took your first snap in the NFL. That's Lamar Jackson right now. Kyler Murray's getting better. That's it. He um he's worth it. Um, he can't ball in the playoffs. He's gonna be like Dak Prescott when it comes to that. I don't know about that though. I don't know about that because Dak has showed you in the playoffs he's allergic to it. Again, you're getting one game and trying to make a bad assumption, and you're not taking into consideration what he had to work with. They had to completely change the playbook. Completely. I'm just saying, man. I understand it's it's easy to, you know, hate on Kyler Murray. I get it. It's easy. But I, I don't think we should. I don't think you should hate on him. Which brings me to the main event. Final topic. Great segue. My top 10. Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. Oh hold on, hold on. Lamar won MVP. How is he not getting better? He had two thousand passing yards. He could th- okay, two thousand passing yards in an NFL season is not good. Two thousand yards passing is not good. That's not good. He can do check down. Do me a favor when you ever have a minute. Go see, go check his completion percentage on passes more on seven yards and higher. Go check his percentage. Go check. Go check. He can't throw. He can't throw consistently. He can't. That's something he needs to work on. He needs to work on that. He needs to work on it. That's something he needs to work on. Because again, checkdowns, that's cute. Guess you know who else can throw checkdowns? Me. And I can't hack it as an NFL player on any level. Any level, I can't hack it. I can't hack it on any, any, any level whatsoever. And I can do a check down. Once you start having him throw the ball further, he struggles. Why is it not okay to say that? Why? Why is it not okay to say that? Why can I not say he can't throw? When he can't. And you want to know what's the easiest proof of him not being able to throw? The mere fact that the, that these guys in the Ravens continuously try to be a run-first team. There's so much in run-first, they traded away Hollywood Brown. I'm just saying, man, like, you know, again, the checkdowns, that's fine. Once he gets to go over seven yards, his accuracy dips, and his arm really isn't that great either. You don't have to have the best arm, but the thing is, if if it's if it's third and six, I need to be able to count on your arm. You can't count on Lamar's arm consistently; it's too inconsistent. But you know, 
that's an unpopular decision. So, you know, you're not allowed to say that. So top 10, the top 10 quarterbacks. At number 10, Kyler Murray. I believe Kyler Murray next year, heading the into the year we're heading into, I believe he ends up having a pretty respectable year and perhaps could potentially go up. By the way, honorable mention, right outside of number 11, Kirk Cousins. Uh, there have been rumors that Mike Zimmer has been intentionally pl- changing the play calls to kind of screw Kirk Cousins a little bit. Um, now that he's out, we're going to see if that really is the case. I expect Kirk Cousins to have a phenomenal year. He needs to. If not, it's going to be a problem. But he's, he's my 11th. 10 is Kyler Murray. 9, 8. So for me, 9, 8, 7, and 6, I think they're all close. I think you can have a different combination. But my combination goes 9th, Justin Herbert. 8th, Russell Wilson. 7th, Derek Carr. 6th, Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, I do like the gunslinging. I love it a lot. Um, but because of his, you know, his youth, he kind of tends to gunsling in moments where he should be a little conservative. Um, again, that's just a situation with, you know, that that's just a situation that you kind of got to work with experience. Russ, the reason why I have Russ eighth, because a lot of people have Russ higher. For me, I got Russell Wilson eighth. It's going to be, he's, a, he's and not only is he going to be kind of in a new system, but at the same time, I have to bump him off because even though it was injuries last year, prior to the injury, he wasn't looking too good. By the way, real quick, um, uh, how many times those tests of Hollywood was not dropped? Um, so you're basically trying to say that you got to blame some of it on Hollywood. Now, do me a favor, name me how many times ho- uh, Hollywood Brown has led the league in, in, uh, in drop passes. Once and guess who he was tied with? Tyreek Hill that year. So how come Patrick Mahomes can still throw the ball deep? Hmm. Almost as if he's good to good enough to do it. And if you want to try to blame some drop passes on Hollywood, what about the times that Lamar Jackson underthrew him? Hate to see it, but yeah, Russell Wilson seventh. Oh, I'm sorry, eighth. Seventh is Derek Carr. Um, I think Derek Carr is another guy who can vault up into the top five next uh, heading after next year because I think him with uh, Darren Waller, and I think the load is going to be taken off Darren Waller so he can remain healthy. You still got Hunter Renfro. You st- and now with the addition of Devontae Adams to have a respectable run game, a run game that can get it done. You know, obviously you're not going to sit there and try to be a run for a state, but it's enough where you have to respect. I think the combination of that, We'll propel him high. But right now, I got him seven, six. Joe Burrow. I am curious to see if he can replicate some of the success next year. If he can, it's going to be very interesting. Um, by the way, um, the top ten that Yuki brought brought up, I'll, I'll put yours up in a minute. Um, five, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I've been saying for the longest, Aaron Rodgers is. I don't get why people want to keep giving him one. Um, when in all actuality, unfortunately, he just isn't. Um, he's still a top five quarterback, you know. Um, but I think I think five and four you can flip. But for me, I think at this point now, now we're starting to see Aaron Rodgers, where now people are starting to realize when things get hard, Aaron Rodgers thinks about his stats. So he kind of starts 
doing incomplete passes or he'll do something where take a little bit of a risk and try to convert on that third and seven. Instead of converting, he'll dump it off. So that way it's still a completion and they end up only gaining four on the play. Now it's fourth and three, but guess what? He ain't throwing interception. He ain't throwing incompletion. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't care. When he gets adversity thrown in his face, he can't handle it. I've been saying this for the longest. I'm just glad people are starting to get it. Aaron Rodgers, five, four, Matt Stafford. Um, I think, and this is coming from a dude, me personally, I didn't think Matthew Stafford was all that. Uh, but I, I, I think now we can confidently say that the reason that people didn't really talk about him was Detroit was a cesspool. But a lot of people, me included, believe that, hey, you know, don't matter where he's at, it won't matter. Um, ends up going to the Rams, getting a Super Bowl, contributing, might I add. The connection he had with Cooper Cup was phenomenal. So if we're going to talk about Cooper Cup, we got to give Matthew Stafford some of that because there were a lot of pinpoint accurate passes that came from Matthew Stafford. And there were also a lot of trust balls that he threw at himself. Four, it's going to be Matthew Stafford. Um, number three, I got... Obviously, the GOAT, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Um, again, MVP caliber season. Um, there, he looks like he could still play for like five more years. Um, two and one, I think you could flip them either way. I got Patrick Mahomes at two and Josh Allen at one. Um, I have seen people that Patrick Mahomes one and Josh Allen two. I'm good with that. I don't mind that at all. As long as those are your top two. Uh, Yuki says, 10, Dak Prescott, LOL. Uh, 9, Justin Herbert. 8, Matthew Stafford. 7, Russell Wilson. 6, Derek Carr. 5, Aaron Rodgers. 4, Josh Allen. 3, Tom Brady. 2, Joe Burrow. Settle down. And 1, Patrick Mahomes. Settle down. Settle down. First of all, Dak top 5. If No. If Dak is top 5, then Kirk Cousins top 7. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. To recap, at 10, Kyler, I'm not that short. Murray, ninth, Justin, I'll take your mom. Herbert, eighth, Russell, I am a good guy. Wilson, seventh, Derek, the good brother, vroom, vroom. Carr, sixth, Joseph, smoking Joe Burrow. Five, Aaron, I suck in the playoffs, Rodgers. Five, Matthew, stumbled into a Super Bowl ring, Stafford. Three, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, not his father, but the son, Junior. Four, oh, I'm sorry, two, Patrick, I have no brother, Mahomes. And number one, Josh, I'll have your daughter home by nine. Allen, again, in my opinion, nine, eight, seven, and six, you can mix them up. Um, And one and two, I will not fight you if you have those flipped. Um, But again, I, I also think be smart, though. Dak is not better than Kyler. In no way, shape, or form is Dak Prescott even in the same ballpark. I mean, that was all due disrespect. Um, you you keep going on Monday. You're gonna you're gonna have my disrespect. Uh, you're gonna be my disrespect moment of the uh, of the week if you keep going on if you keep going on the route you're going, bro. Because ain't no way, no how is Dak Prescott even close to Kyler Murray. I'm being serious too. He's not. Again, and again, I understand the hatred. I get that. I get the hatred. I get it. You know, it's easy to hate on a guy like, um, you know, easy to hate on a buddy. But guess what? 
I'm going to be one of the people screaming at the top of my lungs. Free Kyler. He deserves it. Uh, shadow of a doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, before we sign off, I, I have a friend who has a surprise. I don't know what the surprise is. I, I don't know what the surprise is. I just found out. I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. For those of y'all who have come camp, uh, been here before, you guys know my boy, Mike Hughes. Mike, my boy. What's going on? Yo, this is Mike Hughes. Uh, I'm the new co-host of Prideful Takes. I think it's mm. a beautiful thing. This is live from the toilet. That shitty ass take talking about Dak Prescott's better than Kyler Murray. Um, I, 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 I've been looking in the toilet. I couldn't find that take. I couldn't find the source oh. of where that came from. But um, Pride, that's all I had to say is, is back to you live from the studio. Uh, I'll keep looking, but I can't find it in here, Pride. But I'll keep working, boss. If you find it, let me know. By the way, for those of y'all listening, my guy was really on the toilet. You love to see it. What a time to be alive. What a time indeed. Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. Any news you guys want us to talk about, feel free to tag us in it. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also at YouTube at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Prideful Takes Podcast. If you have an iPhone, say, hey, Siri, play the Private Takes podcast. You'll take care of the rest. As always, go to www.fatco.com. Use discount code PRIVATETAKES, one word, get 15% off. On behalf of Mike, who came in, brief cameo, that's my boy. It is your boy, Pride. We'll be back here on Monday so I can shit on your favorite team. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's down. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh.